0: To the KC City Church Audio Podcast. We pray you enjoy this following sermon. We're really excited to be able to be with you and to be able to come to you this this morning. So thank you, CJ, for, for all of that and for being able to share that. Now, if you've if that's something that you've had, then Please respond to that. We know that the Spirit of the Lord is present everywhere. Amen. Why didn't you say that with me? Amen. Come on, Amen. 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 Where you are, just say that. Amen, Lord. I want to thank you. I want to thank you for that. It's been a it's been a crazy few weeks. I'm sure you know all all of us here are uh, you know we're really trying to begin to not just um, make sense make sense of this, but uh, we're trying to see how can, how do we continue to remain connected? It's it's quite difficult, isn't it? And uh, you may be watching us live stream right now, or you may be watching this. You know, once it's recorded, you might be able to watch it again. And I just wanna wanna read you this this passage of uh, scripture here. And um, you know, there are so many of us now. We've been getting these invites. Um, this this app called House Party, right? I'm sure you would have received it as well. I received it too so I've decided to join it and, and invite people. So whilst we can't party together uh, you know as, as a as a huge group but we can do it we can do it online we can do it on our on, on our phones and all of that so that's a that's also another great way of really connecting I mean imagine now just w- w- what are some of the incredible things that are just going to be uh, that are just going to be unveiled people are going to start developing this and developing so many other things so allow the Lord to come and inspire you and I rather than take This, you know, in in a a negative sense, let's begin to turn it around because Jesus is our Redeemer, amen? He's come to redeem us. He he turns things around. He begins to restore things. He begins to uh, deliver us from so many different aspects as well. And... um, you know, as Jesus was walking along, he saw a man who had been blind from, uh, from birth. Rabbi, his disciples asked him, why was this man born blind? Was, was it because of his own sins or his parents' sins? It was not because of his sins or his parents' sins, Jesus answered. This happened so that the power of God could be seen on him. You know, sometimes we ask, Lord, why is this happening and why this and why that? And we're trying to really make sense because that's, that's who we are. You know, we're, we're a people that need to understand. And so in all of that, uh, probably verse 3, I think to me, uh, a friend of mine sent this. And, and as I looked at that, I was thinking, man, that, that is so true that it's not for anything, but that God may be glorified. So through this time, let the Lord be glorified in your life. Let the Lord be glorified in your home. Let the Lord be glorified in, in, in our workplaces, even if it is just online as we are connecting like that. Send someone an encouraging word. Send someone uh, maybe a, a wave. You know, you could do all of those sorts of things. Maybe in the past we never did that, but let's let's do that so that we really remain Uh, Connected, And I'm going to believe, and we are all believing here as we started our worship today. You know, we believe that the anointing of the Lord, the presence of the Lord is with you right now. It is with you. Amen. So I'm going to invite, you know, we we love to do things. uh, We're we're a bit of a spontaneous uh, church. And so we love to do things spontaneously. And I don't know whether you saw this on Facebook, but this is a desperate mother's prayer. How many of you are homeschooling your kids right now? <laughs> you don't have a choice in the matter. So I'm going to invite one of our moms who's actually really, who's, who's got kids. And uh, I'm going to ask her to pray. I'm going to ask her to pray her, well, maybe her heart out. But I, I, I want her to pray. I, I want this to be a genuine prayer a genuine prayer of desperation come on okay. and all of you out there all of you moms maybe even dads as well now you've been pulled in into the homeschooling uh, you know regime so how about you guys just joining joining guys through this morning
1: let us pray <laughs> dear lord we thank you. Thank you that, God, you're a God of spontaneity. You're a God of humour. You're a God that is everything to us. And here's a prayer from a desperate mom. Lord, <laughs> help us. Help us all, that the ones who've been thrown in, Father, the ones who've been thrown into the deep with a very little experience. Father, what we are... Our parents, we're not teachers. We're definitely not teachers. So Lord, we need your help. Help us, Father, to help our kids with their math, with their uh, trouble. Lord, we've been hit with spirits of hunger for some reason every minute of the day. Mom, I'm hungry. Mom, I'm thirsty. Mom, mom, mom. Lord, help us. Help us to find the patience. (laughs) Help us, oh Lord, we are your humble servants. So now, Lord, we cry out. We cry out for help. We cry out in desperation, Lord, for all the different subjects that we're having to take on and learn all of a sudden. Father, we know that you are with us. You are with our children. Father, help us to find the patience for them, oh Lord. And Father, we cry out even to you right now, Father, that you will take us through this time. Father, help us to enjoy this time with our children and likewise help our children enjoy this time with us, Father. Help them to remember that we are not mean parents. We are not (laughs) difficult parents, but we are doing this in their best interest, just as, Father, you have the best for us. Oh, Lord. So, Father, we know that you hear us even right now. You hear our prayer Amen. Lord, Amen. we know that you will help you, us. So we thank yes. you, Lord.
0: Thank yes. You. Amen. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. You should, you should, moms, you should go onto YouTube and just Google a desperate mother's prayer. And I, I think you could certainly, certainly relate, relate to that. And you know we want to we want to shout out to all the teachers this morning to all the childcare workers the doctors the nurses the emergency workers the police our prime minister his cabinet state premiers all of the flight attendants supermarket staff pastors moms and dads we value all of you we value all of you because it's it's an unprecedented time you've heard this i'm sure time and time again but then it is a time for us to see god move even in a in a in a greater way it is a time for us to Allow ourselves to be stripped off of everything that we may find that we are uh, we are latching ourselves onto. So, I want to take a few. I want to take uh, this this morning a few moments this morning and just share with you uh, a word. Now, last week. We veered away from our series. We've been on a series, uh, reintroducing Jesus, which is part of our re the gospel theme for the year. And, uh, you know, the gospel is, is the good news and Jesus is the, is the central figure in this good news. In fact, he plays the, the lead role. And so this is a seven week series and we are in, in week four or part three. Uh, We started off with Jesus saying that I'm the bread of life. I am the light of the world. The second part was I am the door uh, of the sheep. And today it's I'm the good shepherd, right? I'm the resurrection and the life. And I'm the way, the truth and the life. And I'm the true vine. Now, as you've heard me say in the past that Jesus ref Jesus referenced himself as the I am, so the I am meaning he's the pre-existent one. Hallelujah! He's the pre-existent. He existed before anything, before even the world world began. So, so consider that. Imagine what that what that means in a time like this right now. What does that What does that mean, right? And so, the 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 prevailing sense of emotions that a lot of people were feeling i mean of course me include me included is the sense of fear and 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 wondering now what in the world is going to happen how long is this going to take and so the lord began to speak and i shared three things last week and i would love for you to go and listen to the message again because it talks about buoyancy it talks about how do we remain buoyant in an environment like this you know we need to remain buoyant and and when a boy as you see that on the water, it is anchored into it is anchored to something uh, so that it doesn't float and go anywhere else. And where is our anchor today? Is our anchor in fear or is our anchor in faith? And faith in whom? Faith in the I am? Yeah. You know, who's the pre-existent one? And so when Jesus now comes to you, imagine he comes, a uh, uh, couple of weeks ago, we said that he's the door. So imagine Jesus knocking on the door and you open and he says, hey, I'm the good shepherd. So the door is open now, and 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 uh, and and I, I am this. I am this uh, good shepherd. C- uh, can I get one of you to grab uh, b- one of those uh, keyboard uh, cases in there? I just want to demonstrate something. It just occurred to me right now. So as I was saying, we we kind of a spontaneous uh, crowd here, and so so it's 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 really it's really 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 wonderful. Oh, I forgot to thank. Um, uh, Vic and Amanda thank you so much all the way from hollywood land i suppose from los angeles you know g- greeting us doing communion and all of that we really want to really really want to thank you if you can just open that and keep it standing that would be that would be amazing yes yes unzip it and just open the door so so it's as if it's like it's like this it's like this door right now In John chapter 10 verses 11 through 18 from the New Living Translation. Oopsie, there's something in there. Maybe we can take that out if you wouldn't mind. That would help. I just need it totally empty. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd sacrifices his life for the sheep. A hired hand will run when he sees a wolf coming. He will abandon the sheep because they don't belong to him and he isn't their shepherd. And so the wolf attacks them and scatters the flock. The hired hand runs, runs away because he's working only for the money and doesn't really care about the sheep. I am the good shepherd. I know my, I know my own sheep and they know me. Imagine that. Jesus is saying that he knows us and we know him. So just as the Father knows me and I know the Father, so I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also. They will listen to my voice and, and there will be one flock and, and, one, and one shepherd, right? And the Amplified Version puts it this way. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his own life for the sheep, but the hired man who merely serves for wages who is neither the shepherd nor the owner of the sheep, when he sees the wolf coming, deserts the flock and runs away. And the wolf snatches the sheep and scatters them. The man runs because he is a hired hand who serves only for wages and is not concerned about the safety of the sheep. I am the good shepherd and I know without any doubt those who, those who are my own and my own know me. And have deep personal relationship with me. Even as the Father knows me, I know the Father. I lay down my very own life. Sacrificing it for the benefit of the sheep. I have other sheep beside these that are not of this fold. I must bring those also. And they will they will listen to my voice and pay attention to my call, and they will become one flock with one shepherd. For this reason, the Father loves me because I lay down my own life that I may take it back you know at, at, at this point in time we can we can do one of two things we can either run away and try and find help in so many other places or we can run straight to the Good Shepherd because the good Shepherd has laid down his life for you and I and that is why we can do that you know we live you know though we keep hearing this and this is this is the exciting thing we keep hearing we're, we're living in this is this is this is unprecedented what is happening to us is unprecedented which is true you know when I was growing up I I I, I heard a couple of things, I, you know. For those of us from Malaysia, and those of us who are like my age, you know, uh, which I'll keep you guessing. If, if you don't already know, which is if you're not part of our community anyway, you wouldn't know. Praise God. And it's it's this date called May thirteen, right? May thirteen. I was I was I was quite young, and um, and there was this ethnic uh, rivalry in, in in our country, and and. It, it, you know, it was quite a scary thing because people were killing one another and all of that, right? Then I heard stories as I was growing up of my father being involved in, in World War Two and, and and all of that. Never, never, ever would I have ever realized that I'm in this setting where I'll be able to one day share with my grandkids, you know, what happened and how Jesus came and how Jesus had... had uh, you know, knew about all of this. And as we turn to Him and as we, because we believe in Him, He had carved out a way for us, right? He made the road in the wilderness. He created streams in the desert. That's our God. That's your God. That's our God. Come on, let me hear you say that. Come on, that's our God. Let's say it, agree with me. That's our God, amen? And so that's that's the God that we serve. But you know, when He says that it's, uh, it, I am the good shepherd. A thought that came to me is this: that we put God something like this. You know, we put God in this little, in this little box like this, and we try and close him up. You know, and we take him everywhere. I mean, imagine that. I, I, oops, I can't fit in. I can't fit in here. But this is this is exactly what it is. So this, that's exactly what it is, right? We 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 put him in that box, and before we know it, we're down like that, yeah. right? Why? Because God is not meant to be in that box. He's not meant to be in a box right now. So he comes to you, he knocks on the door, door and he says, I am the door and then he knocks on it and he says, hey, I am now the good shepherd. Yes. Hear this, not just the shepherd, I am the good shepherd, right? So in contrast to the hired hand who runs away from danger, that threatens, right? The good shepherd is one who sticks with the sheep, who defends them and who will even die for them. Now, that's the operative word. In, in, this, in today's context, the key point here is this, that this good shepherd is willing to die for you. Wow. He's willing to die for me. Wow. And he's done that. He's the, good, he's, the, he's the good shepherd. So what is the return then of that death? You know, we see share prices going down. We see so many of these things beginning to happen, right? Because we invest in something. Now, Jesus has, has invested his life. And so he came and he died for us. And the return is this, that we all, we all get to be saved. We all get to begin to experience what it means to be delivered in a time like this. If this didn't happen, we will not know the extent of his deliverance. We will not know the extent of his provision. We will never know the extent of his healing. We will never know the extent of him now being able to part the Red Sea and we can just walk right through it. You know, all of that we will never experience until we go through things like this. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. amen. And so the word translated good, it means intrinsically or basically it means intrinsically good. So there is an inherent quality, beautiful, it's fair. It describes which is ideal, the model that owners may may safely imitate, that others, sorry, that others may safely imitate, a model that others may safely imitate. His goodness was this, this nature, this inherent nature within him. It's, you know, if you, if you look at him, it's it's just him. That's who he is. He's just good, right? That's 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 who he is. He's, he's just he's just good. In, in the Greek, it literally reads this way: "The shepherd, the good one." Say that with me: "The shepherd, the good one." Right? Again, drawing a contrast that is that that is so that is so important here because he's speaking to to a group. He's speaking to these Pharisees, and he's and he's starting to to show that that. That, that difference of who he is and who these religious leaders or these political leaders are. Now this is not to you know badmouth anyone here or anyone that's out there in, in the public. It is just to show that we have a God who says that he is good. And and that there, there is there is nothing good about ourselves except that he is good. And I'm sure you would agree. I'm sure Sure, you would uh, you would agree with me. So the, Bi- the Bible tells us here that he has compassion. A thief and a robber doesn't care for the sheep. He only cares for personal gain and promotion, right? Personal gain and promotion. Now, the true shepherd, the true shepherd has compassion. So as the true shepherd comes to you this morning, as you're reminded of that, think of the, the situation that you and I and our families are in how is this true shepherd coming to you right now what else begins to differentiate this this uh this this good shepherd he also he also says this that uh, i i i love them and i care for them and i must bring them in also because they listen to my voice and this is this is crucial that he listens right we, we it says is that they listen to my voice. So when he speaks, we have that ability to actually listen. But before we go to the listening aspect, I want to just bring this other point back again, the context of him sacrificing. His sacrifice, right? Paul talks about this, that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us in Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Right? Then he spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him freely give us all things? In Romans chapter 8 verse 32. Now Peter goes on and he says this. He bore our sins in his own body on that tree. In 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 24. And the writer of Hebrews, he declares this who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God. Hebrews 9.14. So all of this begins to show you and I that man, he had us on his mind. He's set us free. He's setting us free. He paid that price. He paid the price. He bore. If you can only take a moment and consider this. Coronavirus was something that Jesus bore on the cross yes. it's it's this is not something that just happened and 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 Jesus and you know the father and the holy spirit this this amazing triune god they they're not up there now having a board meeting and wondering oops how did coronavirus happen how did it slip how did it fall through the cracks and look at the angels and say angels didn't you do your job i mean do you think that Is the conversation in the heavens? No, the conversation in the heavens is this. They're looking down with with those witnesses and they're seeing, how are my people now starting to respond? Are they now having more faith in their fear? Or are they having faith in me now as the good shepherd? Who will lead them? Who will will show them and who will begin to guide them out of this place? So friends, the good news is this. This ain't going to stay on. Yeah. This ain't gonna stay on because we believe in a God that will not allow this plague to continue on, this virus to continue on. Because He's our help, yeah. He's our refuge. You heard, you just heard um, uh, uh, that uh, Psalm 46 by Kevin. He just shared that with us this morning. We sang the song still, amazing, right? That He is our He is our refuge. You know. My, my, my third point is this: that he knows his sheep, and his sheep knows him. Now, so he's certainly making now this statement that Jesus obviously is con- contrasting himself again with these false shepherds who were in charge of the Jewish religion of that day, and he and they understood all of this shepherd talk. They they really understood what it was, and he called them. Imagine that he calls them thieves, robbers. And now he would describe them as the hired hand. (laughs) In other words, there are those who are unfaithful leaders who want to take advantage of you. They won't protect you. They won't care about you. They care about their advancement and their prosperity. But Jesus is the good shepherd who knows and loves the sheep. You know, friends, you have, I'm sure, heard of cases recently about people just profiteering from the things that are so difficult to get. Whether it's toilet paper, whether it's all of this. Right? Medical supplies. I mean, imagine at a time like this, the human heart can still profiteer from others who are really, who are really having it hard. I pray that the Lord would really convict their hearts. I'll pray that the Lord would really show them that they have a responsibility to so many. We need to focus on this truth that our good shepherd is about, that he will protect us and he will provide for us. And friends, even if, if there isn't much, if there is a little oil, he will multiply that. If you've got two fish and five loaves, he's going to multiply that. If you're out of a job, if you've been stood down, if you've uh, had to take um, no pay leave or whatever, God's going to multiply that to you today. Come on, come into this place and allow the good shepherd to begin to take you into that space of, of plenty, into that space, into that place where you begin to experience something that maybe you would have never experienced in the past or probably you've experienced to a certain degree. But now he wants to Say, I want to give you much more. I want to show you much more because I'm gonna I'm, 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 I'm gonna provide for you a sense of authority that now because I see your faithfulness, I'm gonna give you much. So that you'll have this great authority to be a great influence, even even in this, even in this day, and even in this day and age. Right? In John chapter 10, verse 3, it says the gatekeeper opens the gate for him. And the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. You know, I've, I've read that passage so many times. And I've just probably just read over it. It didn't occur to me until I started to do a little bit more research and begin to actually check this out that it just it it blew it blew my mind that you know I've I've never grown up having sheep with me so I don't know whether they listen or not every time I hear about sheep they say oh sheep are not very smart they are this they are that it's it's a lot of negative aspects so so I wouldn't think that a sheep would be able, that sheep would actually listen to you. Right? Oh, listen to the shepherd. But there is a difference. There is a stark difference here. And a traveler in the Holy Land relates an incident that illustrates this passage. Sometimes we enjoy, we enjoyed our noonday rest beside one of those Judean wells, to which three of three or four shepherds, uh, three three of uh sorry, three or four shepherds come down with their flock. The flocks mixed. With each other and we wondered how each shepherd would get his would get his own thank you how each shepherd just advising this is not flu <laughs> I don't have a cold so don't worry at all it's just me being a little bit teary as you would have probably seen that earlier amen so I'm well mm hear that. <laughs> Amen, Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. But but after, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we wondered how each shepherd would get his own again, right? So these oh, oh the, the sheep are just mingling there in this in this sheepfold, right? Again, that passage, the gatekeeper and the sheep's the, not the sheep's but the sheep are in there, right? But after the watering and the playing were over, the shepherds one by one went up to different sides of the valley and each called out his peculiar call and the sheep of each drew out of the crowd to their own shepherd and the flocks passed away as orderly as they came. So when the Lord says that my sheep hear my voice and they know it, he's talking about something that actually really happens. So when he now begins to relate to us as, as sheep, compares us as sheep and him as the good shepherd, he's saying that, yeah, though you may be silly, though you may be, you know, uh, uh, ignorant and, and all of that, though you go in your own way at times. You know, Isaiah says that and we've been led astray by, our, by ourselves and that's what sheep tend to do. And so Jesus found the right, right description, I suppose, right? The right description to describe us as humans. Amen. And then he comes to us as, as this, as this good, as this good shepherd. And he says in verse 14, I am, My own and my own know me, and that word that word know means much more than just intellectual awareness. It speaks of an intimate relationship between God and His people, and in seventeen verse three, the eastern shepherd knows his sheep personally, and therefore knows best how to care for them. That's the the difference. That's why Jesus says later in 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 this chapter, in verse 27, in John chapter 10, verse 27, it says, my sheep hear my voice, I know them and they follow me. I know them and they follow me. So as sheep follow the shepherd, they learn to love and to trust him. And this is the key. They learn to love and to trust him. Last week we touched love more, trust more. So if we are true sheep we're going to follow the shepherd who only leads us into this into this space right Now friends there how many voices have been shouting at you this week Under normal circumstances an average internet user sees about 2700 ads per week just yesterday, I saw an ad on stream streaming and I sent it to our streaming team. And, and then as I was reading that, I think, and some guys were saying, man, not another ad, not another ad. And so people are getting frustrated with all of this at this time, all of these ads, right? Not counting TV, billboards, radio, and just, and that's just ads. Then there's all the other stuff that you read online and thousands of images and photos that you see. And then there's the actual voice, voices of teachers, politicians, newscasters, your friends, your bosses, your coworkers. It just gets crazy. And it can be confusing and stressful. Wouldn't it be amazing, and hear this, if there were this one clear, true voice that rose above the others? So in the midst of this confusion, you could go. That's the voice I listen, I listen to. He knows me and I follow him. He knows me and I follow him. That's what Jesus came to offer. And that's what he's offering and reminding us today. The Lord is my shepherd. You will begin to hear and know his voice if he's your shepherd. So if you're not hearing his voice, then there's a problem, friends. Maybe you've never had a connection at all. Jesus calls us to come home. Can you hear his voice? Maybe you're so far away that his call has become so faint that it's almost impossible to hear. Now, friends, would you return today to the shepherd? Come back to that fold. You know, maybe you're mingling with so many others and so many other things. Now the shepherd is calling. Hey, James, come back. Hey, Stephen, come home. Hey, Maggie, come. And he's he's inviting you and he's saying, come. Can you hear that voice? You know, he shed his own blood so that we could be rescued. You know, Sheep or lamb were used. Sheep or lamb were, were were used in the in the in the old in the Old Testament. It was it was used to save the shepherd or to save the human. That was a sacrifice. Amen. That 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 was the that was the sacrifice. But you know, in the New Testament, it was Jesus who came as the Lamb of God. Who became the sacrifice, the lamb that was slain. He was all God and he was all man and he died for you and I. So he became, he became that, that sacrifice. You know, there's a well-loved Psalm, just a really powerful Psalm and that we all know that Psalm. It's Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. Amen. Right, The Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. What are you wanting right now when he says that I shall not want is a description of me being fully satisfied. Not being in a place of anxiousness. Not being in a place where I'm feeling so depressed because I just don't know where he's leading me. Because it says as you as you read that, and maybe I should read that to you. You know, and if and if this is the first time you're hearing this, please just I would love for you to just close your eyes and just allow, just just listen to this voice, to my voice, reading this to you. And let Jesus begin to take you on a journey right now. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need, or I shall not want. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows or in green pastures. And see this, he leads me beside peaceful streams. Though there may be that storm, he will lead you into a place of peace. You heard Krista say that earlier when she came in, she prayed. His peace. He renews my strength. He guides me along the right path, bringing honor to his name. And friends, even when you and I walk through the darkest valley, it says, I will not be afraid for you are chosen. You are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me. So God is preparing a feast. And this feast is gonna be fully catered for. He's paid for it. It's fully catered for. So today, as Jesus comes to you, as you are reminded of of, of this good shepherd, remember this: He is good, meaning there's this inherent quality of goodness in Him. And a good shepherd, as opposed to the hired man, will sacrifice Himself. So if He has sacrificed, and if He's done this amazing work, what you and I are going through now cannot overtake Him. This cannot be something that is so powerful that it destroys us. You and I, we need to make the choice right now. If He's our Good Shepherd, stand in authority and say, I will not allow the pressures that are are coming right now to begin to overtake me. I see it, but I will not allow it. Because we have that choice. Now, the third thing is, hear His voice in and amongst all of the voices that are calling, that desperate mother, that all she hears is saying, Mom, I want this mom. Can I have that mom? And you hear Jesus saying, Hey, I've got this. I've got this. Amen. Yes. I've got this because He's good. Yes, Lord. He is so good. Yes. Friends, Can you just bow your heads and just invite him? If you don't know him, if you don't know the good shepherd, you know, I want you to invite him into your heart today. and I want you to say, Jesus, I see it. I see the sacrifice that you made. You were bruised, you were beaten, you were stripped. You were whipped for me, you were nailed on the cross for me and you took my sin, you took my sickness. If you have been tested positive today, receive that healing because it was broken on the cross in Jesus' name. It was broken on the cross. And invite Jesus and say, Jesus, come in. Be my savior. Be my friend, be my healer. Be my good shepherd. And I give my life over to you because you will lead me into paths of righteousness. That is what Psalm 23 says. He will lead us into paths of righteousness.